You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. The market certainly feels like it's lacking a bit of oomph at the moment. We did see the World uh, Stock Index, the MSCI World, uh, up near two-week highs today. That's thanks to uh, US President Donald Trump returning to the White House uh, in a a scene straight out of a Pyongyang uh, propaganda video, landing uh, from uh, his uh, Air Force One chopper and doing his best Kavita impression on the balcony. We saw the Jay-Z all share vacillating between um, wanting to get going and then it just uh, just ran out of steam towards the end of the day. We ended down 0.59%. Uh, we lost 320-odd points on the all share. 54,203 points is where we ended. Uh, giving back, uh, in most sectors, uh, the biggest declines in resources and financials uh, down 1% and uh, 1.2% respectively. Property down 1.1%. The gold index down uh, 0.9%. So really nowhere to hide for investors at the moment. Uh, the rand currently trading in a, a very tight range, a 16 rand 54 to the dollar. Lots to talk about, though, with Rob Tawell, Portfolio Manager at Sassman Securities, and Mike van der Vestazen, Portfolio Manager at Citadel. Rob, Trump Covita, not enough to spur this market, though. Not really. In the local front, Monday and again today, we didn't have a lot of volume. Today we had uh, 15.9 billion that traded, so you know really thin volumes. And across the board, all sectors negative. With the banks giving back again, you know they had caught a bid last week, mm. uh, the banks, but they've given it back uh, Monday, Tuesday again. Uh, why is that? Uh, what what are you what are you putting that uh, down to? Was there just uh, a bit of over exuberance towards the back end of last week, and people thinking hey, SA Inc's finally going to turn, and then uh, we just have a weekend to think about things and realise that um, hey, the ANC has decided uh, not to disallow doing business with the state, uh, so turning this thing around is going to take a little bit more than uh, promises. No, I think that the the rights uh, down that the banks have done and uh, the provisions are very big, and it's going to be a, a way up over the next few weeks, a few months to see whether these provisions are right. So I think the banks are going to be quite volatile. You know, they tick up as people start to feel maybe the provisions are right, and then you know you get a bad story in, where you get some negative news on the economy and they come back down. So I think they're going to trade in a range, but quite a volatile, uh, tight volatile range for the next few months. Mike, how are you reading uh, the market today? Um, as I said earlier, it, it looked in the morning session like it was uh, it was going to be uh, a pretty soggy day. We we then climbed into the afternoon, but late afternoon sold off again. And uh, as we see, the U.S. markets have opened uh, pretty soggy as well, uh, soggier than an Eskom coal field in a high felt uh, summer. Uh, S&P 500 is down 0.1 percent. The Nasdaq down half a percent. The Dow eking out a slight gain, up 0.1. How are you reading it? Yeah, I mean, definitely a little bit of a pullback from the, the, the uptick yesterday, especially strong, strong uh, S&P yesterday as, as Donald Trump emerged. Um, you know, the market there coming back up to where it was before we found out that, that President Trump had, had COVID. But obviously a lot of other issues flying around at the moment, and, and I guess mostly from a, a policy perspective, especially in the U.S., and the ongoing uh, chat and debate about the, you know whether a fiscal plan can be passed uh, prior to the election. So I think the market is, is waiting for some kind of catalyst to, to you know, rally again. Um, um, so hitting quite a bit of uh, resistance at these levels. It does feel like a bit of a yawn fest out there. Rob, what is that catalyst? What could be a potential catalyst? Or are we going to have to wait uh, for that November 3rd election result? 
Well, we could get a stimulus package out uh, of the States before then. I think uh, Pelosi was trying quite hard to, to get some type of, of deal through. And if you've got a deal through there, I think that would give a drive into the elections and then you'll see a wait and see into the last, you know, the last, the last few weeks of the election. So I think that would definitely be a catalyst. Uh, not too much happening on the Brexit side either. That's also a bit of a yawn as usual. Uh, so I don't think that will trigger the market. So, uh, you know, really maybe one or two numbers coming out of uh, out of China this week and uh, see, you know, commodity prices can stay firm on the local front to see mm-hmm. if we can keep our miners up. But other than that, I really think it's a stimulus package that we're looking for out of the States. And, uh, and Mike, just to add on to that uh, theme out of China, it has been quiet uh, because we've seen Golden Week holiday over in China and lots of local travel. I think over 500 million Chinese travel over that period from the 4th to the 8th of October. Just a staggering number, that. And a lot of concern at the moment about the Three Gorges Dam. It's been very rainy on the Yangtze River. That's up to uh, its emergency uh, levels there. Um, and I, I guess... Uh, the the other big issue that markets will be watching is uh, whether or not we'll see a spike in potential COVID cases due to all of this travel inside China. Yeah, I mean, it's staggering. You're just looking at some of the photos, the aerial photos of the, the number of people out and about. Um, and, you know, we've seen well, China from an economic uh, standpoint has rebounded very strongly. I mean, they were the first kind of lockdown. Um, you know, seen seen the uh, economy opening up quite nicely. Um, but, you know, if we just look at some of the the, the first little bit of golden week, we're seeing uh, a slight decline, or well, not a slight, about 30% decline in tourism revenue um, uh, relative to a year ago this time. So uh, definitely a, a bit less uh, travel, and, and also in terms of the actual spend for tourists, it's actually slowed quite a bit as well um, for what we've seen. But I mean, versus the sort of holidays we saw early on after, after China opened up, now, um, you know, the spend, uh, looking at the high-frequency data, the, the spend is coming back quite quite nicely. But still a way to go. Still a way to go, and we'll see a lot of that hitting the tapes towards the back end of this week. Will travel and luxury purchase get anywhere near to last year's levels? I think that's uh, what market participants are going to be looking out for. And then, Rob, Brent, uh, the other big story, I guess, at the moment, 5% up overnight uh, and uh, a further 2.3% up today on uh, a bit of a supply crunch uh, happening in Norway. Uh, how sustainable is that? I think there's also a hurricane coming through the Gulf as well. So, And then there's the, I think the weekly numbers are coming through for inventory. So I think the hurricane in the Gulf looks like it could be quite a big one. So that's, uh, I see Chevron has pulled all of their employees off, uh, uh, off the Gulf. So I think there is a bit of a supply issue. So short term, uh, it's good. It's good for Sassel. Sassel needs any, every bit of help it can get at the moment. So uh, oil price, you know, 41 and above uh, helps the Sassel price stay above 120. And I think you can see it there for a while, uh, depending on how bad the strike also gets in Norway. And uh, Saudi also saying, you know, they, they, they need Goldman Sachs saying that Saudi used a $50 Brent price to do their budget. And, you know, the, the oil price is not there yet. So, you know, I think that it is uh, possible to see Brent and, and oil above 40 and uh, moving up towards 50 over the next uh, few weeks.
Yeah, Sassel and Sassel shareholders need uh, whatever they can get uh, following that Lyndon Basel deal announcement, uh, clearly showing that Sassel uh, um, approaching this uh, transaction not from a position of strength, shall we say, it, uh, the market underwhelmed uh, by the price that uh, that asset's going to be fetching. But uh, I want to stay on the on the strike issue, Mike, and uh, tomorrow we've got Kasatu uh, embarking on mass strike action as part of this ongoing dispute with government. Uh, if we cast our minds back to uh, the February budget, um, the finance minister sprung it um, on civil servants that uh, they were not going to acquiesce to uh, the uh, final year um, agreement, which was part of a three-year agreement, uh, because of um, the, the parlour state of uh, our, our finances. Um, and with COVID, it's very, very difficult to sympathise with the public sector in this one. The question is, how many civil servants have had wages cut or been given retrenchment notices who have had to, in any way, shape or form, share the pain with the rest of us? Yeah, I mean that, that is true. It is it is a, a kind of sort of a double standard, um, or, or you know, a different circumstances faced by the private versus the public sector. And unfortunately, I don't I don't envy the poor finance minister uh, who has to come up with a, a plan and and speak later this month in the NTBPS. Uh, I think that your Labour is obviously going to push back as much as they can. Um, and I, you know, I don't I don't foresee that uh, that government is going to be able to push back hard enough, at least in the short term. Um, I would like to be surprised on the upside there, uh, but it's a, a mammoth task um, to to you know get Labour to to play ball in a big way. Will anyone notice, Rob? Will anyone notice that Kasatu goes slow if they're all going to stay at home? What's going to change? Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think people still obviously do go into the office, and you'll uh, you know uh, guys. Uh, you know, picking up the rubbish, etc., like that. You know, you will notice that they're not in the street. So yes, it will make a difference. And you know, the economy doesn't need it. The economy doesn't need it at this stage. So at some point, you have to have some solidarity with the whole economy as a whole. Um, and it would be good for you know, Kusada to say we're going to make a stand. If we make a stand, maybe in a year's time. We're not letting it go, but for now, we're going to let the economy run. That would be quite nice, but mm. obviously that's too much to ask. Oh, Kasatu not reading the economic mood of the country at the moment uh, well at all. Where I, where I will give um, plaudits to Kasatu, along with business uh, was they were the two social partners calling for an outright ban on politically exposed uh, persons peps doing business with the state and uh, judging by uh, the president's youtube address following that anc lachotla which was broadcast last night he's backpedaling on that so he's going to consult more broadly inside the party before they agree to uh, make that law uh, and it, it's it's not a good look for a president who's said he's drawn a line in the sand when it comes to corruption, for that line in the sand now to all of a sudden start to be seen to be blown away. Uh, we will be following that quite closely, still early days on that one. Um, and then a very interesting note, uh, Rob, that I saw from Investec on a tobacco fire, fire sale. Tobacco stocks deeply discounted and out of favor at the moment uh, and with dividend yields at uh, double uh, the UK market average uh, and resilient earnings, uh, let's face it, they do sell an addictive product. Now, why are they out of favour at the moment? I mean, one can certainly see regulation uh, being a big headwind maybe 10 or 15 years from now, but right now? Um, you know, I think a lot of the time is that people think that smokers are going to stop smoking. Now, as you get a bigger portion of the, the, the economy that doesn't smoke, 
Um, it seems more and more strange that people do, but unfortunately that's what they do do. And you just keep seeing incredibly good numbers come out of the, the tobacco guys. And, um, you know, the free cash flows are really, really strong, and therefore they can pay these great dividends. Um, and, you know, they, they, they're in markets that are in emerging markets a lot of the time, um, and people do like to smoke cigarettes. It's similar to alcohol, and I think that, um, you know, it's part of, um, you know, sustainable investing that some of the big funds have stepped away from oil and have also stepped away from tobacco. And, you know, you're not seeing the same drive uh, for returns from investors out of out of those companies. So uh, they are very cheap at the moment, and they show a lot of value. Do they get a bid? Do people come back and buy them? I'm not sure. I think what you're going to get is a really well-paying dividend stock that has some up- upside. Yeah, and you've obviously got to factor in as well your personal preference around your, your ESG weightings in portfolios and whether or not you want to uh, commit to companies like that. Uh, I'm a big believer in um, in freedom of choice. People want to smoke, if people want to drink. It's their choice. If I want to get dividends, it's my choice. Uh, and uh, I'm certainly not seeing many that are offering these sorts of yields out there at these valuations. So a very interesting uh, story that at the moment, a great note out by in. Mike, uh, on the economic data front, um, what are you going to be watching out for this week? Obviously, lots of PMIs out. Uh, we've had the Saab quarterly bulletin. There's lots of interesting stuff in there that we're busy um, uh, getting our teeth stuck into. What's on your agenda? Yeah, definitely keeping keep, keep an eye on the PMIs. I mean, we've seen a, a nice rebound in PMIs globally um, over the last couple of months, especially since the bottom there in March. Um, and, you know, a bit of a divergence between some of the developed markets and, and emerging markets just to, to see some, some more strength come through there. Although, you know, the, the most recent economic data in general has sort of, uh, you know, the, the momentum uh, in terms of the recovery has started to peter out a bit. So just to see there whether there's a sustained strength or whether there might, we might see a bit of a soft patch. And granted that most of the data we've seen now has come off a very low base in, in, in the rebound. Um, and then obviously what's always on everyone's mind is the, the U.S. employment numbers. And those have also built a, a strong recovery and started to flatten out in terms of the trend there. So that's also very important to, to look out for, given that uh, the, the consumer in, in the States is you know, a very large part of the economy. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was just going to say that is going to be a, a key data point. And we've also got um, uh, the Fed minutes as well. Mike von der Veste is a portfolio manager at Citadel and Rob Tarwell, portfolio manager at Sassman Securities with your view from the market.